This is Line Dance Podcast. I'm Christopher Gonzalez. Hello and welcome to Line Dance Podcast on Move Radio with Christopher Gonzalez and Megan Barcelia. Yay! <laughs> Today we have all sorts of interesting and line dance relevant articles to discuss, the first of which is directly related to summer. Because many of us are experiencing a hot summer. Um, yes. And I guess in Australia they're doing winter, but it's always hot in Australia from what I've seen. So <laughs> at least a lot of the a lot of areas of it. So this this is good for everyone. This is uh, an article that is titled uh, Seven Safety Tips for Training in Hot Weather by Kisar S. Dillon. <clears throat> Radio voice. Activate. <laughs> Every year in the United States... A college athlete suffers a serious heat-related illness that could have been avoided by taking the proper precautions. In areas that have high temperatures and humidity rates, it's extremely important to make sure you're prepared. Perspiration is important in humid conditions because if the levels are too high, the water vapor in the air does not allow your body to efficiently cool itself down. When this thick water vapor sticks to your skin like a thin plastic wrap, it prevents your sweat to come in... Hmm, interesting grammar. It prevents your sweat from coming in contact with the air, which will create a boiling effect. When this happens, body temperature increases, and this can create heat exhaustion, heat stroke, or even death. If you know you're going to be doing a race or sporting event or line dancing in these type of conditions, follow these six helpful tips. Number one, proper clothing. Make sure you wear light-colored clothing that's breathable if you're going to be running, hiking, or playing a sport where the conditions are favorable to get a heat-related illness. Light-colored clothing allows the body to cool down through perspiration. Yes, I have been loving my lightweight tank tops lately. I'm a big fan of those. Um, I think I actually wore a... uh, little summer dress last night dancing and uh, that was certainly nice um, considering it felt like a thousand degrees in the dance venue um, yeah I I am a big one for making sure that the clothes I'm buying will work for line dance as well as whatever else I'm buying them for mm-hmm. um, to make sure they, they're breathable and um, they don't just like hold the sweat right there it's kind of miserable. Yeah. You, uh, Joe, Rachel, and Maddie all have a nice collection of flowy, loose, thin fabrics so that even if you have something on underneath like a tank top, you still have that top layer that makes it feel a little more formal without trapping the heat. Yeah. Also, the shorts have been coming out, I've noticed. Yes. Yes, lots of shorts. <laughs> um, when you're in triple digit temperatures, shorts are my friends. So. Yes. Um, and uh, what about you? I have sweatproof shirts. I have a bag full of athletic moisture wicking shirts in a variety of colors, mostly black and blue, different shades of blue, and then a few other fun colors as well. I have been able to find the greatest variety for the least price at Walmart. And I'm not usually much of a Walmart shopper, but I mean, they have like $5 sweatproof shirts that fit really nicely and they have all the little holes punched in them so they're breathable um, 
if I have to resort to cotton, just like a random cotton t-shirt in my collection, I will. But those can drape when they get wet and they just get stuck to my skin. I like these moisture wicking ones because they are thinner with their synthetic materials and they flow uh, above my skin a little more. Yeah, I'm I'm a fan of the uh, less expensive uh, places like Target and Walmart. Um, Kohl's, they have some really cute tank tops and shorts that uh, are very nice fabrics mm-hmm. um, that are soft and uh, they don't trap the heat. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, also for guys, I wish it were more socially acceptable to dance in shorts. Like, I guess cargo shorts are just like unfashionable these days. I used to rock them in the 90s when I was like 12. But uh, now I just kind of wear jeans for every dance thing that I go to and that can definitely trap heat. Uh, If you don't mind pushing the fashion envelope a little and you want to do a search for rave pants, I have this one pair of pants that I got from a musical that I was in and the waist is fitted pretty pretty well like it's the waist feels like i don't even need to wear a belt but the legs extend outward in large cones even more so than bell bottoms and they're so nice and airy there's kind of a thin non-denim fabric uh that you can like just stick your leg over a fan with so that (laughs) the fan just shoots up your leg those are really nice pants and i wish i had more of them yeah um Another thing I noticed last night was I really wish I had a pair of like the dance sandals as opposed to my dance boots Mm. because, oh, like they just trap the heat no matter how much I tried to roll them down to the ankles. um, The dance sandals would have been really helpful or like the the Tom style. I know Jessie loves her Toms or gold sparkly Toms. those would have been really nice to have last night as opposed to my dance boots. Mm. Speaking of which, I don't know all the science on this, but I am just going to go ahead and say that uh, if you have a lot of sparkles and rhinestones, it, it would, in my opinion, I think, non-scientifically, I think that would do a great job of taking the light energy from the sun <laughs> or bright lights and just redistributing them out into the, the rest of the room, keeping the heat off of yourself. So if you wanted to bedazzle your outfit, you might be cooling yourself down. Who knows? <laughs> if nothing else, you'll look like a living planetarium show. <laughs> All right, number two, the basic... Number two, hydration requirements. The basic rule of thumb is drink when your body wants a drink. If you're in a race, you don't have to stop by every water station. Too much fluid intake can create hyponatremia or low blood sodium. If you tend to zone out when you're running or exercising, you can follow the 15 to 20 minute fluid intake rule. Okay. Um, I know... Yesterday, I did a a really good job of making sure that I was drinking water earlier in the day um, with it being so hot. Uh, We were lucky enough to uh, be able to hang out with a friend who had her own pool, so we stayed pretty cool for the majority of the day. Mm -hmm. Um, And then going on our way to the dance venue, we had stopped for Jamba Juice. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and we both decided to get one of their new watermelon combination flavors um, because of the fact that watermelon's supposed to help with hydration. 
smart. I um, napped in the car during that. You but, did yeah. in the air conditioning. Yes. Um, <laughs> but as soon as I got my shoes on, because um, we were er- there early enough, as soon as I got my shoes on, I immediately went for water. Mm. And I went, okay, I need to make sure I'm drinking water the whole night. You know, it doesn't matter if I think I'm thirsty or not. I just need to make sure that I'm hydrated because I'm going to go out there and I'm going to sweat like crazy and then I'm going to be dehydrated. And there's that that rule that if you're thirsty, you're already dehydrated. Yeah, that's what I thought was strange about this um, this rule of thumb of drink when your body takes a drink. I've, I've heard the same thing. Like, if um, by the time you're thirsty, it's too late. And it takes a while for it to get into your pores and system. Yeah, so... Um, but it is a little bit different when you're, like, running. Because, um, like, if you're in the middle of running or exercising, it's a little bit different. It would be like trying to take a drink of water on the dance floor. Oh, yeah. It's that same kind of concept. Yeah. Fortunately, you can take a breather in between dances when you're too hot and sit there and drink some water. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing I definitely have noticed is when you're too hot, be very careful about the temperature of water. Mm-hmm. Although cold water can be really, really refreshing, um, it can actually shock your system. Hmm. Um, so, like, cool water is preferable as opposed to cold or iced mm-hmm. um, when you're really, really hot. Yeah. Yeah, I find that when I drink ice water, it slows down my ability to drink it. So... I usually, if I'm at a restaurant, I'll request water without ice uh, because when I'm really thirsty and the first thing I want to do is just like down a glass of water, the ice makes it so uncomfortable that like it, my, the back of my throat is just like, ah, what are you doing? I'd rather just kind of like chug the first one and then sip on a nice ice water maybe after I've had the initial chunk of fluid. Yeah. Um, I also know with um, at least all the years I played with uh, soccer... Uh, that they recommend putting lemon in your waters Mm. Um, or like I know sometimes they'll give you some type of like pineapple juice when you're really really dehydrated or something to that extent Um, I don't actually know the science behind that if there is any but that's just what was always recommended to me I know for me sometimes if I'm limited to one source of water that isn't the best tasting maybe because the pipes are i don't know decaying and starting to get a little plasticky or uh, or metallic if that's all i have and i didn't bring any bottled water and i really need to just drink whatever's there then i will drop in like a tea bag of mint tea just to kind of balance out that flavor with something that's more overpowering Mm. yeah number three hot and humid. You need to be cautious with your fluid intake when it's extremely hot and humid. If you feel like you have not had a sip of fluid and you're not thirsty or sweating, then your body is going into survival mode. You need to get out of the heat because you're at the beginning phase of a heat-related illness. Okay, so yeah, that's kind of what we were talking about a little bit with the drinking water and staying hydrated. and yeah, I mean, like I said, like I we made the effort to drink water throughout the day so that the body was constantly hydrated as opposed to, oh, now that I'm working out and I'm dancing and it's, you know, 112 degrees in here, um, now I'm going to drink water mm. as a, you know, like that's when it's harder for your muscles because like you were saying, it takes time to get into your system. 
um, versus if you're hydrated the whole time, then it's easier to replenish what you've been sweating out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I know that I sweat buckets, so I don't have to worry about feeling like I'm I'm super hot and gee, I'm not sweating. Something must be wrong. No, I I'm sweating after like halfway through one dance, even on a cold day. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm fine. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Number four, food. If the temperature starts to rise and you're sweating quite a bit, then have some salty foods. If you have high blood pressure, speak with your doctor first. After an hour of activity, you need to start replenishing your carbohydrates, glycogen, but also essential electrolytes, like sodium. Foods like pretzels, chips, crackers, salt tabs, and some bars will have enough sodium and carbohydrates to provide your body with the amounts needed to get you through the activity. Um, I have been craving salt like a crazy person for the past two weeks during this temperature temperature change and the heat rising. So, um, yes, uh, eating is good in general. Uh, but when it's hot, I definitely crave more of the salty type um, foods. So that's certainly an, uh, important to maintain. Mm-hmm. I have been using salted butter in my cooking lately, and I wonder if that's why I haven't been craving like the direct crystalline form of salt that you'd think of as in, like pretzels, chips, crackers, etc. Uh, I, when I cook, use, let's say for six eggs, I'll use half a stick of butter, four tablespoons. Or if I am making macaroni and cheese and I have put two boxes in, then I will use... Half a stick of butter, four tablespoons. <laughs> Rule of thumb, just, you know, give me a lot of butter for, for Christmas. <laughs> I'll find a use for it. Um, that that probably explains why I haven't really been going out of my way to find salty foods. Because I just am giving myself lots of sodium through lots of butter. <laughs> yes, whereas I've been, like, adding salt to my chips. I have tortilla chips at home and they just don't have enough salt on them so I sprinkle a little bit more on because that's so healthy. Mm. (laughs) Number five, urine color levels. You always want to start your morning with a clear to light yellow urine color. This means you're properly hydrated prior to your race or sporting event. If your urine color is a dark yellow or even sort of brownish, then you're not properly hydrated and you need to start drinking fluids before you get out there in the heat. You want to start off on a positive note, and this is one way of doing that. Number six. Pretty much. (laughs) Number six, practice ahead of time. If your sporting event is out of town, try to go at least a week in advance to that destination so your body can start to adjust to the temperature conditions. If that's not possible, then during your training schedule, try to find days that will be similar to the event and practice that day with the proper clothing, hydration, and your food requirements. This will give you an idea on what you need to improve, of what you need to improve on, or how your body will react under these conditions. This is when I'm glad that we have two extra days before the Pikes Peak event in Colorado, because I'm sure that's going to be a little different. Yeah. Oh. Um... Well, one, we've been having such hot weather here, mm. so... Um, and that'll yeah. prep us for fun in the sun, also. <laughs> that, yeah, and I was actually talking about how um, I've been wanting to get out a little bit more in the sun, um, just so that I don't uh, burn really badly in mm. Florida. 
in the middle of July, um, which I'm actually very much looking forward to. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's been interesting adjusting to the temperatures um, at Stoney's. Mm. Uh, fortunately and unfortunately, it's just been hot all day long. Like when you walk outside and it's, you know, between 80 and 90 degrees at nine o'clock in the morning, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, it's going to be a hot day. Mm -hmm. um, so we've kind of been at least exposed to the temperature a little bit mm -hmm. um, so that when we go out dancing, uh, you know, there's still that adjustment. Mm -hmm. um, and since we have been dancing a lot in the heat, you know, that that at least has been wearing on us, mm, mm -hmm. but at the same time conditioning us a little bit. Um, because the other thing is, because we're going to Stoney's, uh, there's not necessarily a direct need to dance every single dance that's being played. Mm -hmm. um, so it's, it's almost like a conditioning or a workout getting ready for potentially some of the events upcoming that may be hotter that we are going to want to dance more of the dances. Mm-hmm. Number seven, cool down. When you're done with either your practice or event, make sure you take time to cool down. Even in those hot temperatures, walk around, don't sit, to make sure you recirculate the blood throughout your body. You can go inside to a cooler room to cool off, but don't sit, keep moving. There's a lot of blood in your legs from the activity you just did, blood pooling. So if you don't cool down properly and get the blood to all the necessary parts of your body, you will get dizzy, nauseous, and possibly pass out and injure yourself in the process. Spend at least 15 to 20 minutes drinking fluids, eating small snacks, and cooling down before you sit. Yeah, I mean, that that's one of those that I've tried to practice just from all of the uh, sports that I've done in the past growing up because I mean when you're when you're playing soccer there it's like 90 minutes of just pure running around going you know from one end of the field to the next and it's typically done in hot weather here um, so the cool down is very important um, that's also why they a lot of times they during their br the breaks they will make you eat oranges and have like some type of juice or a couple carrots or just something to snack on to just kind of have your body keep going and cool down mm -hmm. um because you know getting dizzy and nauseous and passing out is not fun dizzy is only fun on the dance floor to scooter lee right. oh and we have a shout out for stephanie delich who says hi <laughs> which we say, hi. <laughs> There's a little closing paragraph in this article. Many people will bonk or their bodies will just give out during these hot and humid conditions because they fail to prepare and plan. You set yourself up for success when you plan ahead of time. Practice and prepare so you're aware of the dangers that go with exercising in hot temperatures. If you're running a race where the conditions are just horrible because of high temperatures and humidity, there will be a lot of medical attention available. But listen to your body and make sure you're drinking enough fluids, staying cool, and eating the correct foods. This article is by Kisar S. 
Dillion. And this is... Dillion? Dillion? It says D-H and then three things that look like lowercase L's. O-N. This is on active.com. Seven safety tips for training in hot weather. All right. <clears throat> Let's take a, a brief breath break. Let's take a nice deep inhalation. And a nice healthy exhalation. <sighs> <sighs> 